0: are tenaciously being my name is rather i'm your host this is the place where we get to be real about this wild and crazy journey called life we're going to talk about both the beautiful blessings and the cringy crunchy confusing parts of being human all from a place of unconditional love we get to create this life we get to choose how to be in the world It's time to disregard the shoulds and forge our own path. We've forgotten that this is our opportunity and possibly how to do it. Let's remember together how to simply, gloriously, courageously, and tenaciously be. Hello, 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 podcast podcast vlog whatever we call this world hello let me go ahead and just declare it outright hello tenacious beings (laughs) you are amazingly tenacious beings and that is why as you know by now this is the tenaciously being or the tenacious be podcast. It has to be, it has to be that way. And just a really quick backstory on that before we get into what we're going to talk about, because <laughs> I do have a little bit of a rhyme and reason topic. Uh, we're going to talk about stress today. <laughs> um, the background on the tenacious bee, just real quick. Um, Back in high school, when I prior to be calling being called rather B, nobody in high school ever came up with calling me B or rather B. Um, but in high school, I was a jock and I played high school or I played uh, volleyball and that was my club sport as well. And so in my latter years of high school, I was playing for um, some club teams um, and. I was not a superstar in those club teams (laughs) Um, but I was a very very intricate part of my team and um, eventually my coach who insisted upon being my coach I mean he definitely he recruited me he kept me he made sure that I could get to practices and such he, uh, introduced the word tenacious to me and I didn't quite know what it meant. I don't, and I, have still never really looked up the whole definition of it or not necessarily. Um, you know, I don't have it in front of me, sorry. <laughs> but to be tenacious, as I understand it, is to be very, um, resilient and go-getter and like, um, uh you don't quit easily you continue you continue pushing and trying and trying again and um resilient and like uh yeah so so even though in the volleyball setting in my team setting even though I was not necessarily the greatest athlete on our team I was highly tenacious and I was constantly being a cheerleader for myself and other teammates whoever needed it I was the the one to kind of keep the drive going and to keep the optimism up and um you know I was I was a cheerleader whether I was out on the court or not and um I became and I was always this way with my teams but I learned the word tenacious at that point in my life and I really um I guess I grew proud of it, and i because I wasn't aware of that being like a characteristic that you could have <laughs> and i I learned to really see it in myself <clears throat> and used it as a bit of a springboard for other characteristics that I have developed in my life <clears throat> bio individually, <laughs> right, because we've already talked about how amazing it is, how unique we all are, and um. You know we each have our own lenses and that's what i'm here to share with you is how i am being <laughs> in this life and why um because that's what we're all here to to be um and and that's what we're, what's being asked of us in this world right now that we live in which we're creating in front of us and so rather be creative has always been this thing that has followed me I have been tenaciously creative with my life and I, I really didn't want this whole podcast and stuff to have that creative artsy edge, which is where we all think. And that is where my creativity stems from. Um, Because this is more about just being and just being in life. And of course, I'm a child of the '80s and '90s, and therefore I was a, a teenager into high school, college when Tenacious D came around. And so Tenacious D is always like this kind of funny thing. And and it, it turns out, as I as Wiki tells me, that um, that that's a, a play on it's actually a basketball term, but you could use it in any sporting. It's a sporting term for tenacious defense. And that's the, that was where it came from for me is that I was a defensive, I became a defensive specialist, which is now a whole, I don't even know the word for it in volleyball. That's how out of touch I am with the, with the sport these days. But um, it's called something now, but this was prior to that being an actual position on uh, the volleyball court. I was a defensive specialist and so I was constantly going to get and defend and, and, um, you know, I was that go-getter, um, on the team. And, and here we are 20 plus years later, having to tenaciously be us, be ourselves, be like, it doesn't even need whatever word someone with an English degree tell me what that word is it doesn't need a thing we don't need to tenaciously be anything we don't need to be anything we don't have to be creative we don't have to be adventurous we don't have to be we don't have to fit into a box we get to be that is that is the box that is the all-encompassing uh human journey is we get to be now there's a thousand ways and layers and, and, and obstacles and, and, and circumstances that, you know, give us varying degrees of, of, of being. Yeah. And there's, I mean, health is a huge one. How do we be healthy? That was why the health coaching world was, my health coaching lens was rather be healthy. It's interesting because... Um, so that's why we are tenacious be, or tenaciously be. I haven't decided how it actually... But you are a tenacious being as I am a tenacious being. And here we are tenaciously being in this world. And so thank you. And, and holy fuck, wow. <laughs> like, isn't this the hardest thing you've ever done? <laughs> and who has the... The handbook for us, nobody, nobody, nobody has that handbook because it doesn't exist because it doesn't, There, because there is no way for one, one way to be the way for everybody. <laughs> it's just impossible. So here we are on this journey of learning other people's ways of listening, of uh, observing, of um of of navigating life in the midst of everybody else's ways and I believe that um, there's like a really heavy dose of programming that has allowed us to think that something outside of ourselves knows a better way than what we know. The programming part is the part that's like my opinion. I've got a lot to back that up and you can go find lots to back that up. And we will talk about how that's backed up because it is important to see that. It's important to see how we've all, by no, by no fault of our own, like we were literally born into a system that had us programmed from the very beginning we all were every single one of us were it's like receiving a computer that already has all that stuff loaded on it or even your phone right like when you get your cell phone it already has all those apps loaded on it (laughs) you know it's already programmed with all that stuff we we have like the original booting of our bodies and of our minds and the way that we think about the world is like original programming that was installed right when we were born, okay? And it was nurtured. And, and so therefore it's only obvious that we've been... Now, the corruption of that programming is what's like the issue. And that is why humanity, us, these humans, us little peons that are all over the world, living these amazing lives right doing our thing having a grand old time what a blessing that we're here because we get to reprogram ourselves and actually do exactly what we want i mean it all sounds fine and dandy right like it's not it's not as easy as that because here we are right like I'm, everybody has their own struggles and my bet is that you're also feeling a huge amount of overwhelm and confusion and anxiety and depression and what the fuck about everything, right? <laughs> Cuz I know that it's not just blowing up to be a shit show in my feed. <laughs> it's in yours too and whatever else you've got going on in the world. And so here we are tenaciously being and I am here to share my perspective, my lens, and where those lenses come from become stories of how I got to where I'm, at, where I'm at, and why I think the way I do, and how I'm taking action in my future self to be the way that I want to be, and the way that's comfortable for me, the way that feels good to me, the way that I can enjoy the most of in most all ways. Um, so that's what I'm here for. We are tenaciously being together, and thank you for that. Um, it is important for me to remind myself before I come on here and 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 record these that that this is my lens, and that I am not here to tell you how it is. <laughs> because i'm different than you and my hope is that that comes across with love and that i and that you enjoy hearing my shares because something about it touches you and you can relate in some way and so i remind myself before i hit play um, or record of that that these are my lenses and i'm not trying to teach or embrace imp- Part or like push my ideals on anybody. I'm simply sharing my experience and my, you know, conclusions at this time, <laughs> my hypothesis, my experiments, you know, um, my life experiments um, and experiences <laughs> um, with you. So without further ado, um, stress is what we're talking about right now. And the interesting part to me on this is that this is something, so this, this first set of of podcasts that you're getting right here, we're like in the middle of it right now. And, um, I'm recording them all kind of, they're not at the same time. It's been at least a week, um, since I've had a chance to sit down because of some stresses, which may or may not come up, but um, the, these foundational things came to me at a time when of, of deep, deep learning and and my training with the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, but then also my embarking upon you know building a business off of coaching and and sharing this health knowledge with the world, and what that led me to is. Um, is doing workshops and speaking to my community, specifically my the university slash college that uh, was in my community. I also did like some library events and local community events, um, but just sharing sharing this knowledge, giving a bit of peace of mind to people who were struggling with like how do I how do I do this like life thing, um, you know. And a lot of it was dietarily focused, and I'll we'll record a podcast on that and what I think about diets and what we should be eating and not eating and that is a whole nother story right it's a whole nother thing um but the last few that I did and it was about seven years ago right now almost exactly seven years ago right now I was doing my workshops with a very specific focus on stress. What is stress? What do we do about it? How does it impact our body? And what do we do about it? Because there's this weird paradigm in life, in society right now, not right now, it's probably existed for a while, but probably mostly like since, you know, last 40 years or so where we, mm, more than that, it's definitely, it's like a product of the industrial revolution probably, where we, wear our stresses as like a badge of honor and it's taking its toll on society. It's taking its toll on humans, excuse me. And so this is what I used to speak about. And as with all of these, um, initial podcasts that we're listening to right now, I I do very little planning, and this is very much not scripted. This is just authentic, rather conversation, <laughs> where you don't get to respond, because these are thoughts that have been tumbling around in my head for a long time, and I'm um, I'm I'm eager to share them, and um, I think they're pretty ben- beneficial. But it was interesting because with this one, I actually did go through my health coaching files to see if I had an outline or like what my you know. What was it that I was really sharing, and I didn't find one. So, <laughs> good news. Um, I found a lot of other stuff and and you know some supporting documents, if you will. Um, I found a lot of work that I have done um, in this realm of building a a health coaching business, and so it's always kind of nice to look back and see what kind of things I maybe didn't quite accomplish a whole lot there, but I did a whole lot and I had, I have a very, a very, um, there's definitely some holes in it, but it's a pretty good foundation of a health coaching business stashed away in those files over there. (laughs) Um, but talking about stress is something that's kind of like near and dear to my heart at this point. Um, because I do believe it to be one of the root things that, that fills our bathtub. Um, you know, if you've listened to the bathtub analogy, Um, and and it causes dis-ease. And I I do mean dis-ease, hyphenated, um, not disease, but I also choose not to use the word disease um, because I think ultimately it all is just dis-ease within the body. Now, I am a believer of um, being more of a soul that is incarnated into this this um, body sack, (laughs) this beautiful dress of, uh, of a, of a body. Um, but I think it's, you know, so, so I, I do kind of see myself as something different than just this vessel, um, or something separate than this, this vessel, but also very much the same. And it is part of the journey is taking care of the vessel, right? and it's interesting how quickly we've separated our mind from our body and how that's part of our programming right and we don't see stress as something that's killing us now seven years later from these workshops i think there is quite a contingency that can see that stress is killing us you know i mean i think over the years we've understood that that highly stressed out people tend to have more heart attacks and strokes and all that kind of stuff and they die earlier and blah 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 not a statistic person but um i think we can all kind of agree that that's becoming common you know knowledge that stress kills um but i don't think we quite understand fully i mean nor do i even but um i have a way of explaining it that's fairly simplistic and I think it's impactful because I do think that there's a lot we can do in regards to stress while still leading the crazy stressful lives that we lead. Um, so the simplistic version of it, I know that it's sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems, but um, is that we have our nervous system and there is the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. I It is more deep. Than this, and I, I, I know, so don't come, don't come crying to me that this is not the complete picture. I know it's not the complete picture. I know that there, that our nervous system has many, many, many nuances to it. But the general of it is that we have the sympathetic and the parasympathetic, and I don't know which is which. But one we're going to call the green zone, and the other we're going to call the red zone. The red zone is your stressed out zone. I think it's the sympathetic, but I, again, don't quote me on red zone um this was from a lecture during my institute for integrative nutrition education and i cannot remember the woman's name she's an australian doctor who's really she was super smart when she explained all this um but the only thing i really really remember as far as terminology was red zone green zone the red zone is when you are in your stress response this is the the fight or flight fight flight or freeze And again, there's many more nuances there, but you get it, right? That's when it was, you know, developed in the humans when like the tiger was going to jump out of the woods and you had to protect yourself. This is your body going into a stress response. Now, and then the green zone being the opposite of that. The green zone is your mm, parasympathetic nervous system, maybe. (laughs) it's just going to be the green zone. This is your rest and restore. This is where you're, you are in optimal. You can think clearly you're not in, you know, you're not in your stress response. There's not necessarily a good or bad to either one. Like our stress response serves a purpose. Like we, we want to be able to like call on all the troops to respond to whatever situation we can. Um, because we all get hit with situations. But we also want to be able to live most of our lives over here in the green zone. Why? Because when we're in the red zone, um, blood is only going to the vital organs. Um, so things like your hair, skin, nails, um, uh, your, di- I mean, even your digestive system to some degree, but a lot of the just kind of, um, that's fine yeah <laughs> my ipad my internet's been going in and out all day long so this isn't getting uploaded today it's just getting recorded <laughs> um the 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 non vital organs are not getting any attention um so your digestion you you store fat because your body is in a you know this space of like ah shit i got to use you know, use that later. I have to hang on to it for later. So cellulite, fat storage, that kind of stuff happens. These things that we don't really see as a, as a result of stress response is just because like physically the body is in a, in the red zone. And when it's in the red zone, it does not operate optimally. You don't retain nutrients. Um, your digestive system is like on overload typically. Um, your, your thyroid dysregulates like hair, skin, and nails go brittle and itchy and, um, stop growing that kind of stuff. Um, this is not good. You store fat, right? <laughs> you don't want to be in the red zone all the time. The green zone, however, that's when all of your organs are getting, you know, the proper, it's like a well-oiled machine, right? Like you're all lubed up. You can think clearly, you can make rational decisions you can you can respond in a in a loving way like when we are in all your organs get stuff you you your body burns fat when it's supposed to burn fat like you you're not storing things for later use because your body thinks that it's in a state of famine or something like that um you your your muscles can restore. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a restorative way of being and restorative means that you get to like come back around and, and, and thrive, right? (laughs) That's what we want to do is thrive, not merely survive. Um, so we want to spend more time in the green zone. We want to spend less time in the red zone. And unfortunately the things that put us in the red zone are not just, busy schedules and traffic jams and arguments with loved ones and bosses and you know what we think you know busy carpooling and picking up your kid agendas and the things that you know there's this way of like wearing our stresses as a badge of honor and it's like those things are very very real. I'm not saying that they don't stress us out and they aren't then they don't and they shouldn't exist. I mean we still have to pick up our kids on time. We still have to pay the bills and figure out how we're gonna pay the bills and and like we still have to have conversations and defend ourselves and set down boundaries and like have tough conversations with people and you know we're probably still gonna leave jobs and start new ones and have tough conversations. (laughs) Traffic jams happen. (laughs) Tell me about it. I live on an island that that really only has one road up and down. Um, you know, that stuff happens. So, but we wear it as a badge of, honor you know like how many times have you walked into a room full of women tend to do it more than men but i think men do it too as well it's like you know oh i've had such a stressful day sorry i was late i had i've had a super stressful day and even if you don't say it out loud some people say it out loud but check yourself how frequently you think to yourself like you think you're having a stressful day like where do you think i've been coming from You know, what's that little little gremlin on your shoulder that's like, yeah, right, her day is stressful. <laughs> you know, so we wear our stresses as like a badge of honor. In order to be successful, you've got to be stressed, right? <laughs> like, we got to do all these things in order to be X, Y, Z. So our perception of stress is, is huge and what we perceive as stress now there's also underlying stressors that we don't necessarily see as stress things like toxins um the the food that we eat the thoughts that we have around the food that we eat um our water um the the soil that our food is grown in Um, the stuff that we use to clean our spaces, um, our lack of nature in our lives, um, light bulbs, artificial light, fluorescent lighting, honestly, LED lighting. I know we don't want to hear it. (laughs) Um, You you know, uh, the thoughts, that we carry around about other people, judgments, um, the guilty feelings that we carry around with us. I'm just listing off things that we don't necessarily categorize as stressors, but they all the same put us in the red zone. And so uh, that's kind of like, the point of simplifying red zone green zone in my mind is that if your body is in the red zone unnecessarily why are we like trying so hard if it's always in the red zone it's never going to succeed so we've got to kind of figure out a way to live more in the green zone and during my um workshops I gave three ways um my three ways of living more in the green zone or putting yourself it's 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 both long-term and short-term stuff so don't worry there is some short-term stuff in here and uh, my toolbox for that stuff has actually grown over the years so um but that's the kind of stuff that I can share with you I mean I'll share with you right now but more specifically we can share that kind of stuff on social media and stuff like that future conversations um hey there friends i just wanted to pop in real quick uh, before the end of the show and say thank you thank you for listening to my thoughts and ramblings on how it is in the world (laughs) i hope you feel the love i pour into this project As a practitioner of the do less method, as well as an effort to hashtag fuck the shoulds, I've decided to forego traditional marketing and monetizing this project podcast and am instead relying on our connection, creating a ripple effect. If you thought of a loved one, a friend, a coworker or fellow confused human, while you've been listening, please remember how easy it is to share little box with the arrow pointing up copy the link and paste it in a text message you can write something like i thought of you when I listened to this and press send i'd also be remiss to not remind you that follows likes comments and reviews all go a long way in the grand scheme of reaching more like-minded humans so again thank you so much for being here i'm excited to be on this journey with you and i am very grateful for your support let's get back to the episode so first is um, eliminating toxins. So that goes back to what we're eating, um, what we're, what our input is, okay? We input in all the ways. we input through our mouths, we input through our minds, our thoughts, we input through our eyes, what we see visually and don't see. We input through our senses and what we're around, what we're touching, who we're touching. Um, and we input you know, energetically, who were around that kind of stuff. Um, so eliminating the toxins. So that's that's kind of a twofold thing. It's one how we go in, and then also how we go out. And this was something kind of introduced to me recently: is how do we detox? Not only how are our eliminate how healthy are <laughs> how healthy are our elimination pathways, aka how well is your body getting rid of the stuff that it's designed to get rid of. So we take in food, drink, water, that kind of stuff. All of our organs do their things. Um, and there are certain organs designed for holding to those toxins for us. And if those organs are not in optimal you know, states, then they're going to continue to hang on to those things. So you're gonna have buildup of toxins, heavy metals, that kind of stuff. Also, Um, they may not let go of things very well. So one quick recommendation on that one, something I do every morning, Um, first thing in the morning uh, is a room temperature glass of water, filtered water, (laughs) um, with either a little lemon in it or some apple cider vinegar. Um, I am learning more about acidity um so that aside because they're not the same acidity apple cider vinegar and lemon i don't think are the same acidity but um which is low super low acidity surprisingly you didn't know that It's actually a very alkaline food lemon is um but what you're doing is your um your your uh motivating your organs to actually let go of the toxins that they have spent all night hanging on to for you, digesting for you. Because so off, so frequently we don't start our day with that type of thing and we just continue to put stuff on um, in our bodies um, and expect the body to just kind of do its thing. And And I am speaking. I mean the way that we eliminate is through our our bowel movements and our urine. Um, but it also our sweat, um, you know, and so there are ways and we are always eliminating in some way, shape or form, but you know, a lot of people are backed up. Like you need to be pooping once a day, at least and and it and it's great to do it first thing in the morning, like your granddad always did, or your dad always did right um but you want to be sure that you're not just moving food through you, moving the fibrous food through you, but you're moving like the toxins that your body's been hanging on to and that and that your body kind of pulled from life <laughs> that were that were in your body and those go through too and so that that water in, first thing in the morning helps your body remember to release that. Um so that's just one quick easy way to be sure that your or to be sure that your elimination pathways are open. It's pretty elementary. If you've got bigger problems, find somebody that can help you with the bigger problems. But um yeah this is not like health advice. It's just something that I do that and this is why I do it. Um, So and then also on the other side of that pay attention to what you're putting in your body. I mean if, if if you're not on the organic train by now, um please please do please please board the train with us. Um it is very, very sad and pathetic <laughs> that we have to decipher fruits and vegetables organic from non-organic. Um I agree. My my brother, I remember when I was first on the train. He was like, this is bullshit, like, when, when did fruits and vegetables become non-organic? It's just a very valid question, and it, it, it it did, it happened. (laughs) Um, You could question the, the use of the word organic and why we use that word instead of, you know, I mean, natural should be okay, but... None of these things are regulated by our governments and our systems. Um, all of these words that people use on packaging and stuff like that, like you need to learn how to read labels if you're gonna eat processed food. The best thing to do is really just eat whole foods um, and 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 make sure that those foods have minimal pesticides left on them. Um, m- there are foods that are grown with massive amounts of pesticides and there are foods that are grown with minimal amount of pesticides. So um the ewg.org website is a great place to go to to reference um the the it's called the dirty dozen and the clean 15 and so that kind of gives you a nice spectrum of things that you should prioritize to buy organic um the the truth is that organic food also uses pesticides many and and you know if we're going to be questioning the regulatory agencies that are questionably regulating anything um, then you know it's safe to say that that you gotta you gotta question an organic label as well and those gardening practices so best best case scenario is either growing your own food or knowing your farmer and uh, knowing that your farmer eats their own food is always important um, but you know we all do what we can um, one of my favorite sayings that I that came from uh, from being coached myself is you do your best and you bless your rest bless the rest. And ultimately, I mean, in today's day and age, we're kind of looking for an 80-20 um type of lifestyle where 80% is quote unquote good for you. Um you could say that 80% of your lifestyle helps you thrive, where 20% of your lifestyle doesn't <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I would say that the goal is not to achieve 80 20 necessarily, but to be constantly working toward 80 20. And you will find that the closer you are to 80 20, the better you feel, and the more you want to strive that way. And if you're starting somewhere down like 10 90, um, that's okay too. It's great. I mean, starting is starting, it's all perfect exactly where you are. So, the first step is to el- eliminate toxins, and this also goes for um, the the cleaning agents that we use, um, the things that we have, like candles, um, Febreze, that air fresheners, all that stuff. I mean, there are. It's not very hard to find lists of things that we need to be avoiding. Um, I had this beautiful little. It was not so beautiful, but back here let's see this is the clean the 2015 clean 15 and dirty dozen but they used to have this little um like cutout that you could put in your wallet so back in 2015 you wanted to truly buy you can probably hear that it's not happening here so i'm going to keep talking but that's my phone ringing (laughs) um i forgot to put it on silent oh well So the Dirty Dozen, the foods that you want to avoid eating conventional grown back in 2015, apples, celery, cherry tomatoes, cucumbers, grapes, nectarines, peaches, potatoes, snap peas, spinach, strawberries, sweet bell peppers, and hot bell, hot peppers, and kale and collard greens. And then the Clean 15 means that these show up at the bottom of the list, meaning they have the fewest pesticides. They test all conventionally grown food. And so the ones at the bottom of the list, I think it's like 44 or 45 different fruits and vegetables that they test. They call the Clean 15. And these, if if, um, non-organic is an option, it's totally, I mean, use your best judgment, but these are known to have the least pesticides. Asparagus, avocados, cabbage, cantaloupe, cauliflower, eggplant, grapefruit, kiwi, mangoes, onions, papayas, pineapple, sweet corn, sweet peas... Mm, It says something in small print there, and sweet potatoes. Um, So, for instance, avocados. I don't buy organic avocados unless they're the only ones available. Um, I choose regular avocados because they are on the Clean 15. This list does change every year. Um, They do a new test every year, so that changes. But you you kind of also get the concept of it. Like, the thicker the peel, um, usually the the, the safer it is. The... um, the fewer pesticides, the actual fruit absorbs. And then the other thing here was um, a little cut out of, you know, pesticides, definitely. So try and keep them out of your food. Um, and then the toxic chemicals, BPAs, um, all of the stuff that comes off the plastic. Don't microwave plastic. Um, if your plastic is getting all scratched up, um, throw it out. Sorry. Um, Nonstick pans, any of that kind of stuff and utensils. um, All the wrappers that, um, and actually your receipts as well, um, the food wrappers, like any fast food, any of that greasy stuff has BPA in it. (laughs) And you're actually gonna absorb it in your hands a lot faster than you're gonna absorb it um, like from your water bottle um, drinking it. So things to consider. Um, and then the growth hormone stuff that they put in, um, conventionally raised meats and dairy. So, um, you know, and, and something to consider is that the government really doesn't regulate any of that stuff. So you really have to use a lot of your own, um, intuition and just, you know, follow, follow the ingredients. Don't follow the labels, like the packaging, uh, cause that's all marketing. And then, um, then, I'm sorry, I'm looking at this, this thing here. And so, and now you're talking into the chemicals. Um, and these are all these words that I can't, um, I have no idea how to say these things, but we need to start looking at our, the ingredients of our um, products, the things that we wash ourselves with, the things that we clean our homes with, um, parabens, the the cyclins and the, the the things that we can't pronounce like all of this stuff these are chemicals and our skin really is the largest organ of our body and so this is where we can receive more stuff unknowingly honestly your sunscreens like we really got to start looking at this stuff because unknowingly like we think we're taking a shower and washing our hair to cleanse ourselves when really we're just dousing ourselves in chemicals that are keeping our body in the red zone. Like really think about that. A lot of people see huge relief when they're able to change the products that they use. Um, so eliminating the toxins, all of those things. If you want to go even further, you know, we have toxins in our water. We have toxins in our air. Um, we, we have, toxic thoughts about people we have toxic people in our life like you can go into all of the elements of your life toxic boss um relationships that kind of stuff it 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 it's all there and that is all part of the elimination concept okay so we want to take stressors out of our life and stressors can also be called toxins and toxins aren't just chemicals and pesticide they're they're everywhere it's all kinds of stuff you can think of anything as toxic right um and then the next thing to do and this is more of the long-term um things is to adjust our perception honestly it's not just long-term i think that this can be quick shifts i think that this can help you in the short term an example would be adjusting our of adjusting our perception is a traffic jam (laughs) right we can and 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 so here's a little um, a new lens that I've had since this original outline. That's not an outline. Um, is that the 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 approach of I have to change my beliefs. I have to change my thoughts. Can be almost. Doubling down on the toxic nature of that thought that I'm broken and I have to change. And so, this is a caveat. This is a little bit more kind of like quantum thinking that deserves its own podcast. Um, but be careful about just mantraing your way out of or s- jumping straight to changing your thoughts. And just because you know you should, right? Because you find yourself in the red zone. I'm in a traffic jam. God damn it. I always hit this every time. And I'm always late when I do this. And uh, my kid's going to be so mad at me because I'm late picking them up. And you know, you're in it. You're in the stress zone. Okay? Um, You're in the red zone. (laughs) So instead of just being like, I know I'm not supposed to be here. I should just, I should just. Mantra: I, I, sh- I should get in a better mood. I should just be in a better mood. I, I just need to. I just need to be in a better mood. You're, you're okay just the way you are. 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 Okay way you are. Now, eventually, if you were to say that to to yourself, you you would get through the traffic jam and you would get there, <laughs> right? And you wouldn't maybe feel so stressed, but the The more appropriate approach, the more long lasting approach, the more skilled and the way, the way the tool is actually designed to be used is to say like, whoa, okay, here I am again. Here I am again. I am feeling super stressed. I am in a traffic jam right now. I'm feeling super stressed. Okay. <laughs> like I feel it in my, my heart. I'm starting to like breathe really rapidly. I, I, I'm I, okay. I feel it. Like in, I'm feeling my anxiety rise, I'm feeling really anxious, I'm really frustrated by this guy in front of me, he, he's just not making the moves, you know, like when you get caught behind two cars going the exact same speed and no one's passing each other, no one's turning, like what's going on? Why are you all holding this traffic up? Um, we all know those situations, right? So it's important actually to, to, to acknowledge the way that you are feeling, before you jump to the tools and, and you wanna be able to see yourself in the situation and then allow it to be like that, it's okay. It's okay that I'm stressed right now. It's okay that I'm feeling anxious, you know, this guy's being an idiot, I, I'm okay with that, it's okay. I'm totally, you know, ready to scream some adult language right now and my kid might actually hear it, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's okay. It's okay, it's okay, all right? And now, from that place of, it's okay that I am being like this, now you can make a choice to choose something from your toolbox and choose a different way. I am going to choose some big, deep belly breaths right now, and maybe I'll just growl with my exhales. (laughs) Right? (sighs) guy in front of me is pissing me off um tapping is really great way of doing this it works you through we'll we'll do i'll probably do a whole episode on all these tools okay but it's important to see it and then adjust our perception and that's why i categorize it as a long-term thing because you might not be able to adjust your your reaction right then You know, it's gonna be the fifth or sixth time that you're in the traffic jam that you're gonna be like, boom, here's my chance. I'm gonna sit here and do some deep belly breaths while I'm stuck here. (laughs) And it's gonna take a while. Um, You might get really good at it really fast and that's cool. The third thing is literally a physical thing and it's perfect that I'm just talking about belly breaths right now because that's it. It is literally, according to this woman that I learned this from, the red zone, green zone from, when you are in the red zone, you will notice that you are breathing through your mouth and that your breath is way high up on your chest. You know, like think about when you're running, when you are taking a jog or doing strong exercises and you're out of breath, you you are breathing through your mouth, right? Like that's, I am in a stress a stressful state right now. Like even if you're enjoying yourself mentally, your body is in a stressed out state, you are running, you are working your muscles, you are in a stress, in a red zone state, and you're gonna be breathing like that. We can actually trigger our nervous system to move from a red zone into a green zone with our breath. And it takes, it's not easy to, you can't, You. might be able to do it while you're taking a jog, but I highly doubt it. <laughs> it takes slowing down, but you wanna move, you wanna breathe in through your nose, deep inhale through your nose, and you wanna feel that air, it's actually best to be able to put, put your thumb on your belly button, and so the rest of your hand lies below your belly button, and you want to feel that part of your abdomen rise. So you take a deep breath. It's gonna take like four or five seconds for you to get all the way down, okay? We're gonna do it together. You don't have to close your eyes. You just wanna breathe in through your nose and feel it. Feel your hand, that where your, your hand is touching, your thumb is touching your belly button. Feel your hand rise, okay? And then exhale, however you feel comfortable, I like to exhale through my nose. And within four deep belly breaths, you will have put your body into the green zone. So instead of storing fat, you're burning it. Instead of, um, sending all of your blood to your heart and your lungs, you're sending it to your digestive system, to your hair, skin, and nails. The more we can live in the green zone, the more we will thrive. The more we exist in the red zone, the more we are going to be in a state of disease. That's it. And it truly is as simple as choosing four deep belly breaths. There's so many more layers to that. I, <laughs> you know I can't leave that statement alone just like that. Of course it's not. It's. I mean, it's very, 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 very much more intricate and, and juicy than just deep belly breaths. But if we're going to simplify the situation by calling it a red zone and a green zone, <laughs> then we're going to simplify it by saying that all you got to do is take the toxic shit out of your life change your perception on stress stop wearing it as a badge of honor and learn to breathe deeply and through your nose if you can train your body to breathe through your nose all the time can you imagine like there really is some sort of physical response to the nervous system that happens when you breathe through your nose um, it's great to do it at night, you're going to be much more in a rest and restore state when you sleep if you can breathe through your nose. Um, shaking, tapping, grounding, going outside, um, touching a tree, hugging a tree, sitting with your back against a tree. Um, I'm, I've am i been learning um, nervous system healing tools from my mentor Kate Northrup for a Well, she's been real heavy into about for about four years, but um, there are so many ways. Singing, humming, uh, screaming into a pillow or go outside and scream, uh, laughing, deep belly laughing. You know, really anytime uh, she just said this recently, actually, that you move your diaphragm, that your diaphragm becomes engaged. So physical exercise is always going to do that, going for a run, any of that stuff. And the more that we can see, I'm going to, I'm going to close with this. The more that we can see ourselves in this, this dual rest and restore red zone, green zone world. And the more we can see the times in life when we are living in that red zone and not in the green zone, the more we're going to be able to make choices that allow us to be our best. Okay? I'm sorry, this is going longer than I thought it would and this person is still trying to call me. I hope that you can't really hear that as much as I can. <laughs> we'll see. Um, you know, I, as easy as, I mean, I totally oversimplified that. And I, I want to be very clear that I, I understand that it's way more in depth than that and there are so many layers to the situation. But this is just kind of a zoom out, high concept, um, high, not high level, like I know more than you. But this is like a nice zoom out for you to be able to see this in your own life and understand how much it really affects us. You know, and if, if you've just got full bottles of your favorite shampoo and you look at the ingredients and you realize that that's not good for you. Use your freaking shampoo. Like, don't go buying out another bottle of shampoo just because of that. I mean, if you can financially and you really feel strongly about it, then go for it. But, um, you know, and there are apps out there that help you see that stuff. Um, I don't know how much I trust them, but that's okay too. It's really not about being good or bad. Like, we've really got to stop with the labels. We really, really need to stop with the labels because it um they're not doing us any harm they're keeping us in this like fear which is a red zone you know that we're not doing it right and that's um that might be a whole nother podcast is is how good bad healthy not healthy bad for us like that's not doing us any kind of service so with that, I leave you to consider your life and your exchanges and your experiences with a red zone, green zone lens, and with um, at least one solid right now. You can try tool um, to help you live more in the green zone than in the red zone. To see how how frequently you we we all live in the red zone, and uh, and. And help it get better. I mean, help us thrive. Help us make new decisions and new things in the world and create this life that we want to live. Let's tenaciously be, right? Keep doing it. Thanks for being here. Um, thanks for listening to my stress uh workshop. <laughs> Version 7.0 <0. laughs> Believe it or not, it's the, it's the, it's the, uh, shortened version. <laughs> Take care, you guys.